everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Becca Freeman. And I'm Grace Atwood. And today it's just us. We're talking about travel. I'm excited. Me too. We have a lot to say. We have very differing opinions. Mm -hmm. We sure do. Mine are right. Oh, wow. (laughs) Well, we'll see what the listeners (laughs) say. Um, But before we get into it, what is your high this week? Um, So my high this week is that I'm back at it with workouts, with yoga, with running. I'm feeling good. I worked out while we were in San Francisco, which was great. And I've been really into using my Aptive app. It's A-A-P-T-I-V. I don't work with them or anything. I think it's just Aptive. I think you just made it sound fancy in French. Aptive. You said Aptive. No, I said Aptive or Aptive. I don't know. The tape will tell. I don't know what it is. We have. You, I don't know what we I have said. you recorded. Yeah, so I'm recorded. So however I said it, Aptive. I think I do say Aptive. I have no idea. I don't even know what I say. So thanks for derailing me, Becca. Um, at least I know how to say tour correctly. <laughs> I think it's a regional difference. I don't think it's incorrect. That's true. So, anyways, um, I have this app. I really like it. I don't work with them. I don't have a code. But I really just like the app. It's good. So they have great treadmill workouts. They have great running outside workouts. And then I've been going to my beloved SkyTing yoga classes. Oh, good. Yes. How about you? Um, So my high is that it was really nice having no plans last weekend. I just was such a homebody. I didn't leave except to come downstairs to record. And I left to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, I was just a home buddy. And my other high is that I'm going to Boston this weekend for my friend Allie's wedding, wedding three out of five this year. But yeah. I'm so excited. It's um, She's one of my best friends from college. And so her wedding is actually like a mini college reunion. Oh, that'll be so fun. I think I'm going to be a shell of a human on Monday, but I think it's going to be really, really fun. Nice. Yeah. What about Lowe's? I'm just dealing with tons of life admin because of my lost debit card. It just like still, every, yeah. Every day, it's like something else got declined because my auto pay was turned off. That's so funny because I had to get a new credit card and I haven't really had any inconvenience from it. Really, I've had so much, so much, so much. I so think much. it might be that a lot of my auto pay stuff is hooked up to my actual bank account rather yes. than a card. That's the better way to do it. Like my Conad and my cable and all of that is yeah. Mm, it's just annoying. Ugh, it's, not that, that, it's not that bad. Yeah, but that is a low-grade annoying thing to just keep popping up. Yeah, it's like every day I get another email. It's like, your payment failed. I'm like, really? Another one? Anyways, what about you? Um, I feel like I am existing in a low-grade state of panic this week, just trying to battle with my to-do list. And Me too, actually. I felt like I needed to be honest because I sounded very put together in the time management episode and usually I am and I think that this is just a bad week for boundaries but right now both of my consulting clients are on the west coast which is really a double-edged sword so on the plus side I nobody's bothering me in the mornings which is really nice so this morning I went to soul cycle at 9 30 I have time to like catch up on emails to I went to the doctors yesterday morning like I have life admin time in the morning before I start getting emails but then I found myself working later in the evening where last night I came home and it was like 8 p.m. and I had a full inbox and I just feel like I'm uh, my boundaries are getting away from me in terms of no nights and weekends so I felt like I needed to come clean about that yeah you're well I'm you're existing where I am right now too so I can relate today has not been awesome Mm. but I'm here 
You're here. We're here. So can we be desperate for a minute? Yeah, we can always be desperate. It's our signature move. Guys, please, 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 if you love this podcast, leave us a review. Your reviews have been so nice. Like, we love reading them. There was a crop of reviews we got a week ago that I felt like I was going to cry when I read them because they were all so nice and so they were exactly what I want people to say about this podcast. And I just felt I was like, wow, we're really doing something. We've built a community. Yes, those are really nice. So keep leaving them. We love them. On another note, we have some more live shows coming up. Tonight, we are in DC. Tomorrow, we are in Philly. If you live in either of these cities, grab a ticket and come bring a friend who doesn't listen to the podcast maybe and get them hooked we have such cool guests in both cities i'm just so excited i know we have tickets available at badonpaperpodcast.com backslash live and then next week we're in atlanta i cannot wait for atlanta i'm so excited i haven't really spent much time in atlanta me either i think that by the time this episode goes live because we're recording a week in advance we'll have announced the guests but They're going to be good. We're excited. Yeah. And then our New York show, which is almost sold out. So get your tickets if you're in New York. Please. Hopefully we're going to announce the guests for that this week too. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into our conversation about travel, maybe a quick ad moment. Yes. So guys, we're so excited because we have a new beauty sponsor. And you know that beauty is like my favorite thing ever. It's Borghese. So if you read my blog, you might remember them. A couple years ago, I was part of their Out for Mud campaign where I wore all of their face masks all over the city. So these are really funny photos. There's like pictures of me eating pizza and like riding a bike with face masks on. So Borghese is inspired by the Italian spa culture. I can get on board with that. Princess Marcella Borghese created a beauty line allowing anyone anywhere to bring the spa home. Borghese has now been around for 62 years. So wait, it's it's created by a princess? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's perfect for you. Oh my God. So one of the things that I love because we're both busy, is that their products are quick but potent. So you can use the mud masks and they just take two to five minutes. And did you know that Borghese was actually the first to bring mud masks to the market back in 1985? This is the original mud mask. Exactly. So Fango means mud. My personal favorite of all of Borghese's mud masks is the Fango Reparativo calming mud mask. And that's the the white one. So I really like that this does not dry my skin out. A lot of mud masks I've tried in the past are really great for deep cleansing and like pulling all the oil and gunk out of your pores, but they'll leave my skin a little bit red and dry afterward. So that's not the case with this one. It deep cleanses without any irritation at all. And it's actually really, really soothing. I don't think that legally we can say it's good for a sunburn, but I've done it after a sunburn and it feels great. And one thing that I love that is very pertinent to this episode is that the mud masks are offered in 2.7 ounce size travel jars. So they're TSA friendly and you can take them with you on the road, which is something I very much value these days in a product. So I obviously love mud masking on the go. Is it kind of bad that I'm secretly happy because I'm getting someone else's washcloths dirty oh my god i feel the same way when i'm in a hotel and i'm like well i make up like mask residue we're gonna talk about that in our because this is a travel episode but i love that i bring all my really messy products with me when i travel so they don't but borghese doesn't just have masks they have a cream cleanser which is amazing and i love their delicato gentle makeup remover i'm so excited to try that i just got it in the mail and i'm definitely going to give it a whirl because I have really sensitive skin. So I like that they have 
the Delicato Gentle Makeup Remover, and they also have a a special delicate mask. Yes. You're going to like the delicate mask. So they have great, the, the products are just great. I can't wait. We, we got a whole bunch of new ones to try. So we have more ads coming with Borghese and we'll tell you all about them. But I wanted to focus on the three products I already knew and really loved. But in the meantime, if you want to try along with us, we have a special offer for you. For 25% off site-wide at Borghese.com, that's B-O-R-G-H-E-S-E.com, enter code B-O-P-25 at checkout. Again, go to Borghese.com and enter code BOP25 at checkout. All right, so let's get into the episode. We're talking all about travel today. We're talking about travel habits, not where we want to travel necessarily. Yeah. But like what, what are our travel rituals? How do we travel? What we love, the things we take with us, the ways that we act at the airport, and so on and so forth. So for you, like a savage? Yes. Okay. Oh, you're the savage. I'm, I'm organized and always on time. Okay. You're fast and loose. We'll get into this. (laughs) So the first thing I see that you put in this outline is pre-travel planning. So before you go somewhere, like we're going not on a work trip. We're going to a city we've never been to for a fun trip. Like what do you do in advance? Do you just show up? No, I love Instagram for this. So it's amazing because I mean, we have like an audience. So one of the things I'll do is I'll ask my, my blog readers what I should do and what their favorite places are in a place. I'll go on Instagram and I'll look up travel hashtags for that city to find like cute looking places I want to go. And then I create little save folders in my Instagram for places that I know I'll be visiting. One thing I I never remember to do that. I do it and then I forget about it because I really wanted to go to Leo's Oyster Bar in San Francisco and I did not go. I've never even heard of that. It's so cute. It has really beautiful botanical wallpaper. It was like my my aesthetical dream. Who knows how the oysters are? I don't know if it's Leo. Yeah, it is Leo's. I was going to have to be like, was it Leon's? Leon's is in Charleston. Leo's is in, in San Francisco. Yeah, I feel like I always try to create folders in Instagram and then I never I never remember them. I have folders for blog poses. I have folders for restaurants. I have folders for hotels I want to go to. I have a lot of folders. Oh, I didn't know this about you. I do, yeah. So, but in terms of actual planning, I personally don't like to plan too much. Like, I'm a big food person, and I know you are. So I definitely like to have reservations at, like, one or two really good restaurants. But then I like to kind of just see what else happens. Yeah, because you never know, like, how you're going to wake up that morning. If you're going to be tired or like sleep in or yeah what your vibe's gonna be one of the big things I started doing though before I go on a trip is saving everything I want to do to my favorites on Google Maps oh my god that's such a game changer and especially um internationally because you can download a map so that even if you Uh, don't have if you don't have wi-fi it will still work and then yeah because you have like offline maps and then that way when you're somewhere like I think I did this in Portugal that way you're just like oh I'm here what's around here that I wanted to try yeah and it also helps you just see what's close together so I can be Mm -hmm. like oh I'm I've got a meeting at the Stitch Fix office but that cute coffee shop I wanted to go to is right around the corner so I'm gonna go there totally yeah so those are like my little planning tips I'm I'm a big planner as you know yes I know you are I just I feel like part of the fun of going on a trip is all of the anticipation and like the research phase that sounds so nerdy I I like getting ready for a trip 
As long as it's, I'm not rushed. At the I last like minute. it if I have enough time. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm stressed out and busy. And I just like get on vacation and want to just chill. Yeah. And like walk and meander and be really aimless. Right. So I don't have the Instagram thing because I haven't gotten that to stick. But I do have a note in my phone of all of the like locations that I want to go, like p- places I want to take trips. Yeah. So that kind of is like my running inspiration list. And then if I, if I, picked it up from somewhere that has a recommendation attached like a restaurant or a hotel I'll save that with that Mm -hmm. so I have that um but then if I'm going to a specific place so I've my research thing is that I don't want to go to the places that are in a travel guide because they're going to be touristy and they're going to be like I don't know just overexposed yeah so I want to try to find cooler places but the thing is is like I want to try to find somebody who is like me to Mm -hmm. recommend them because that's a problem is like if you go on TripAdvisor or something, like, I never know if it's a mom of four who's giving the recommendation or, like, somebody who's reviewing a mid-range restaurant and it's the nicest restaurant they've ever been to or, like, vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I always want to try to get recommendations from someone that I understand. So I feel like my go-to places – so, well, this is kind of contradictory because I feel like this is a pretty – well-known travel guidey place but the new york times has a series called 36 hours in blank i love that series too yeah and so they always do kind of a really packed itinerary and i feel like they have a pretty good filter for it's not like the most touristy place like in new york they're not like head to times square they would give you like actually good recommendations so i always check out that and then i really like to look for recs from bloggers like I'll try to google even if I don't know the blogger just like look for recs from various bloggers because I feel like they're doing the research to seek out things that are worth doing that Mm -hmm. aren't written up other places um and then the other thing is like I'll just ask for recommendations if I have a friend who has been there or even if I don't like my friend Rachel is really good at this like she has in her gmail i don't know she must just have a repository of recommendations for all these places so if i tell her that i'm going somewhere she'll usually have recommendations from somebody and she can forward them to me even if she hasn't been there oh cool so i feel like i like that and then usually i just make a big google doc and i separate it by sightseeing and restaurants and bars and nightlife and that way i already have the research done and then i can just pull from a more curated list once i'm there to figure out what i want to do that's perfect yeah but I love yeah. the planning phase. I think I find it really fun. I like it. I, I'm medium on planning. I, I need to have some really good restaurant recommendations and reservations made, and otherwise I'm good. I don't like trying to figure out w- what I'm going to do. Like, I hate having to spend an hour Googling things when I'm on a trip yeah. to figure out where I want to eat. Like, I would rather have a handful at the ready and just be able yeah. to pick from them. Yeah, same. Based on, like, the cuisine I'm in the mood for and the price and the location. Yeah, I agree with you there. That frustrates me if I'm somewhere and I'm, mm-hmm. like, doing research on the spot. And then you can never get reservations at the best places either. Like, Honestly, some, sometimes you can. It but. depends. I was – so I was shocked when I was in Portugal last summer. It was the first time I've ever gone on a trip alone internationally. And – Well, most places let you walk in alone. I was going to say, if you're alone, Whenever I'm you alone, can eat I just at the bar. In. Yeah, yeah. It was really easy to just go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it depends. But if you're with a group, reservations are not generally better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready to get in a fight? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. So the next topic that Grace put on here is general airport attitudes, which Grace has some feelings on that I disagree with. 
So, no, I'm generally pretty type A. And this comes from having traveled a lot and just having had bad things happen to me. So, see, uh, that's funny because I feel like I get more relaxed the more I travel. Oh, no. Because I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. I just had a real bad, like, actually, like, the three or four months before we started doing live shows were, like, the worst travel months ever where just, like, bad shit just kept happening to me. Like what? When I went to Costa Rica and my bag did not make it in, so I had to take a different flight. So I then, um, because I was checking a bag, so I then um, missed my connecting flight and was going to have to stay, like, in a not-so-nice part of town because it, um... I forget where I was even flying into, but I chose to go with another girl who was delayed, and we drove six hours through the mountains and the jungle in the middle of the night and got to our hotel at five in the morning. So the problem was that your bag was in a different place? You had to wait for your bag? No, my bag, because well, it was actually because my Uber driver got lost, and then I missed my flight, and then missed oh, my connection flight. flight. Yes, because of my bag. If I didn't have my bag, I would have been able to just, like, get on the plane. But I missed the window for, for the oh. bag. And I had my large bag because it was a yoga retreat. And, a lot, like, I had to bring a yoga mat and a whole bunch of mm-hmm. stuff. So I didn't have a choice with checking my bag. So it was, that was just bad. Our trip to Sayulita was hell. Um, get, yeah, but we I got mean, stuck you can't in Dallas control for, for that. Like, that was just, like, a bad no, – you're that, always going to have bad travel experiences where, like, that – I think the problem was that there was something wrong with the windshield wipers on the plane. And so we ended up getting delayed and then canceled and then rescheduled, which sucked. It it sucked. But like, I don't think any amount of planning you can do. For that one, it wouldn't have. But because of that, I'm pretty type A. So I like to get there really early. And I live in fear of getting, of having to gate check my bag. Oh, I know. Yes. So my hack for that is that I always upgrade myself to Delta Comfort because when you upgrade to Delta Comfort, you're automatically put in group one. So after all the business class people, I'm the first one on the plane. Can I tell you the tip that Grace isn't sharing? What's my tip? That she tries to lie and get in the boarding group ahead of her if she doesn't have Delta Comfort. Yeah, but I always do Delta Comfort now. I I figured that out and I'm like, oh, I'll buy my way on. Like, I don't mind dropping money to do this oh that's it's really funny i think attitudes about money on this episode are going to be really different because that is something that i would never pay more money for that seems like such a waste oh my god no and there's free wine the seat is bigger like i know it's only a little bit bigger but like on my trip to san francisco i had tons of legroom it was great oh that's something that i i would be happy if i got upgraded to or i would be happy to sit in if like just the stars aligned, but I would never want to spend my money because what is it seventy dollars each way usually? It depends on the on the flight. Sometimes it's twenty dollars. Sometimes it's seventy dollars. For 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 cross country, it was like seventy. Yeah, so that's like a hundred and forty when you figure both ways. Yeah, but on the way back, I had three glasses of wine, which were free. I don't know. Even even if I drank enough to justify it, I don't know. It's yeah. it's one of those things that I just like. I know really it's, cheap about for some reason. It's silly, but it makes me so much happier. Like, and right now, I'm. I mean, a, I'm a total believer in spending your money on things that make your life easier. Like, I yeah. spend money on getting my laundry done for me. That is a stupid waste of money. Yeah, I mean, it's just how you choose what 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 things give you anxiety and what things don't, or what things like make your life yes easier what brings you joy yeah versus like that having a delta comfort seat would never make me well delta comfort brings me a lot of joy and honestly if i was rich i would only fly fly business class flying business class i think is like the greatest indulgence of all time 
Uh, it's something I can't I can't get my I'm my wallet out for. I'm not rich enough, but I did when I went to I had like a really rough couple of days back in September where I had meetings. I had an event with Sephora until like midnight. Then I was on the midnight red eye. And then I had events for with brands all day for fashion week. So I upgraded myself to first and I stand behind every dollar I spent on that because I could sleep on the plane. I'm not judging you. It's just something no, I, I don't feel judged. never take my wallet out for. Oh, no. Delta Comfort, like it's reasonable enough and it gives me peace of mind. It, I love it. So Delta Comfort lets me get on the plane first. I also am a very fast walker. Did you put this in here because you feel like I'm a slow walker? Oh, my God. Becca, Jackie, and I bonded over this in San Francisco. You stroll. Um, I would like to put on the other side of it. I don't – I mean, I walk at a normal speed. Grace, in the airport, when we were coming back from San Francisco the other night, it was like 1 in the morning. She was – going through this airport like I watched her almost knock like four people I move like it's a video game I you like, do yeah I like try and get a, I get around people I just I like walking faster it also feels good to walk fast after a long flight um I, I like to walk fast so again uh, not something I feel passionately about not not for me you also like to like stroll and like get froyo you're bringing that up that was one time <laughs> That was one time you were losing your mind about making a connection, and I wanted TCBY because yeah. there are we not only, many TCBYs in in life. But guys, we only had thirty minutes in between connecting flights, and we had to get from like two to one terminal to like three terminals over. But we got there before they even started boarding. Yes. In retrospect, I could have stopped and taken a three minute pit stop and gotten TCBY. But it was stressful. Like, would you want to miss your flight because you got Froyo? So those are the things that stress you out that don't stress me out. Because if we were late, you can still get on the plane. Like, think of how long you sit there on the plane once they board before they close the doors where it's like I, I'm not worried about not getting on but I don't care about getting on first I need to get on first I just need to have my spot for my luggage over my seat I don't even care that much about that like on the way back from San Francisco my luggage was three rows back and it yeah it wasn't a big deal at least you didn't have to gate check it that's the worst Is- when there's no room for bags I don't mind the one where they have it waiting for you no when they check it for you, you oh to yeah, get yeah, it a yeah. baggage claim yeah that's annoying when you're like Oh, I specifically packed carry-on liquids, and now you're taking my bag away from me, and it was all for nothing. I actually like when they gate check it, because it's like, oh, here, we're going to do your bag for you and, like, store it for you. And then here it is at the end of the flight. Feels very luxurious. Okay, so you're getting to the airport. What is your ideal amount of time to be at the airport before a flight? I would say, like, so am I... I like to have like an hour after security so I can have like a snack, maybe hang out in the lounge, like get a magazine, get a water. I would say like be through security and have one hour till boarding. Interesting. Also, like we can go and have breakfast or go and have a nice coffee Um, because remember Duncan itself took like 40 minutes one time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Okay, so I I have realized, I did not know this about myself, but I'm a very type B traveler in comparison to you. You are, and you're so type A in life. I am type and A such in a, life. You're such a Virgo. So this discovery about you when we travel is like, why is she, she's, she's, uh. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't want to have a lot of time. I want to get there with just enough time to get a coffee, a water, a snack, and to pee. Yeah. 
Like, if I, I, I would very happily never eat in an airport restaurant again. Like, yeah, I but just there's w- nothing worse than being hungry on the plane. Well, yeah. So you go to Hudson News and you get like a snack. But yeah. like, I want to have the least amount of time possible because it's never a productive time, you know? Like, yeah. even if I have my computer with me or I have a book, like, it's so busy and I don't know, like, I don't actually get anything done. That's true. So I want to optimize for being there as close as possible without it being dangerous. Okay. I mean, the exception is that I do love when there's an airport Chili's in another city on a layover or like in the Chicago airport, for instance. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my dream. I will Access say- to the food, the fast food slash chain food that does not exist in New York is a is an airport um, pleasure that I enjoy, like TCBY, for instance. Yes. I'll also say I'm a totally different traveler if I'm checking a bag. Like, I'm happy being last on the plane. I'll meander. Like, we should travel together sometime when I I will still walk fast. But other than that, I'm, like, very, very laid back if I check a bag. Oh. So I don't have any anxiety or fear around, um, like, the airport or the check-in process. But I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember when I became really afraid of flying probably five years ago? No, I saw this in the outline and was like, what is she talking about? So I had this experience, I want to say it was maybe four years ago. I know I was at Lola and I had been coming back from Florida from visiting my family and I just had a really bad flight. It was very turbulent, especially on the descent. It was like incredibly terrifying. And for whatever reason, I became really afraid of flying, which was really strange because I always traveled a lot yeah when I graduated from college I worked in consulting I traveled a lot for work like it wasn't as if I was a novice traveler but just having this really bad flight experience made me scared of flying and every time I was flying after that if there was even like a little bit of turbulence I would start to get like I would start to get palpitations and feel like very physically anxious about flying and it actually lasted for probably two or three years I felt like very afraid of flying and it was it isn't until the past maybe like year or two that I'm over it and it just kind of it came the same it went the same way it came like it was just like out of nowhere okay so there wasn't anything you did in particular to get over it no I I can't remember but I want to say I was coming back from somewhere and I was like hung over really tired and I just kind of had like a really fuck it mentality And I didn't get anxious. And then after that, I was just like, oh, it'll be fine. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know. I can't explain it. But that really changed my whole airport going experience when I was afraid of flying. Yeah. Like it was just a more fraught experience. Mm -hmm. But now I'm fine. Well, I'm glad you're fine because we travel a lot together now. Yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. It was very intense, very for like a, a finite period of time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I also feel like, so I just got TSA pre-check. I know, and I'm jealous. We should have gone together for our appointments. You just left me in the dust. Well, I did it when I went to go get my driver's license renewed. Did you want to spend five hours at the DMV? I didn't. I didn't didn't know that's when you did it. One day she just had it, and I was like, what? I felt so betrayed. It was like, I don't know. I was just like left in the dust. No, they're both like around the same. Oh. They're both around Barclay Center. So I just did both back to back one day that's smart they're across the street from each other because i went to the wrong place to do my tsa pre-check i went to the dmv and they're like no it's in the it's in the center yeah yeah so i feel like that's also made me a more relaxed traveler because i can't wait you to can have just it. 
breeze through security. So because especially at JFK, I feel like the lines are really unpredictable. Totally. So sometimes you go and there's no one. And sometimes you go and you're like, oh, wow, this is an hour line. Wait, I have a question for you. We didn't put this in the outline. Is Delta Clear something that's worth it? I don't know. So I think that if you have a certain level of status, it's free. But otherwise, it costs money. And it's not at all airports the same way that pre-check is. Okay. It's kind of the same as as um, pre-check, right? I think it has a separate line. So I think in some places it's shorter because there's fewer people who have it. But yeah. then in other airports, it just doesn't exist. So yeah. I wouldn't want to have something that didn't exist at every airport. Totally. You guys, Tyrion just jumped into my lap as we were talking and he's purring very loudly. Oh my God, he is. I just put him he's, up to the mic. He's very happy. I don't know what's going on. He's like, there's like drool coming out of his mouth. Tyrion, we have work to do. Sorry, guys. This was just really funny. I had to share. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have clear. I don't know if I know anyone who has yeah, clear. Yeah, I don't either. And no one I know has it. So I figured it's not worth it. But I'm always curious when I see that line. Well, so you know what I don't have is I don't have, um, global entry. I know. I want that. But no, I don't even think you need it anymore. Oh. Because when I was coming back from London over the summer, the line in JFK, they have a, like a timer. It tells you how long the expected wait was. And it was like two hours. Yeah. And so there was this guy going through the line who worked at the airport. And he was saying that if you download customs has an app now. I saw that. And if you download that, you can go through the crew and ambassador line it took me three minutes flat to get through customs and there was a two-hour line oh my god and so i don't know if it's going to change as more people catch on to it but it was so easy where to me it kind of negated the the need to have global entry yeah interesting so yeah that was like a nice discovery thanks to the thanks to the airport employee let's take another quick ad break before we talk about some other controversial topics where we have different opinions do we still? I think that was the only no, one. No, I, I think we do. Okay. There's one more. Uh-oh. So let's... Time to get made fun of. Not made fun of, just disagreed with. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about Lola. So, you know what? I got my period when we were in San Francisco, and I didn't have any Lola tampons with me because I wasn't planning well. I get so upset when I have to use store brand tampons. Oh my god, having to use store brand tampons made me realize all over how much I love Lola. Yes. If you haven't heard us talk about it before, Lola is a women's health brand that offers tampons, pads, and liners made with 100% organic cotton. So the FDA actually does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients. And because of that, most of them don't. That's why it's so important to me that Lola is so transparent with their ingredients and uses natural ingredients. I also think the convenience piece is huge. So you can customize your box to have the exact right mix of products. And for me, I basically only want super plus tampons and light tampons and nothing in between. But of course, that doesn't exist in a variety pack in the store. They're not like, hey, do you want only the two opposite ends of the spectrum? But I do. So then you can get everything delivered right to your door in either monthly or bi-monthly shipments so you don't have to remember to stock up. And you can change, skip, or cancel anytime so that you don't get backed up on product. Something that I love that I don't think everyone knows about is that for every purchase, Lola donates feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S. And that's so major because tampons and pads are actually among the most requested items at most homeless shelters. Yeah, I don't know the most updated count, but when I left working at Lola a, a year ago, we, they donated over a million products. I think they're over two million now. That's, that's incredible. 
That is so great. Yeah, Lola has seriously thought of everything. It is so clear that this is a female-founded company. These women get periods. Like, they actually get them, but then they, like, understand them. Do you get my joke? I love your joke. It's great. So if you want to try Lola, you can get 30% off your first month's subscription with code BOP30 at www.mylola.com. Again, that's 30% off your first month subscription with code BOP30 at mylola.com. Now let's get back to the really important stuff, which is airline loyalty programs, which is something I newly care a lot about. Same. Grace, I just got silver status. I'm upset. I know. I almost put it as my high and then I was like, that's the stupidest thing ever. I am jealous. I'm on track. I'm going to get it by the end of the year. So we talked about this, I don't know when, like a month ago in an episode, my obsession was airline status, where I just figure that if I'm traveling so much, I really want to get something for it. So I've decided that I exclusively fly Delta, which I think was a smart move. I got silver status. There is like a very small chance that I can get gold by the end of the year. Um, But I'm very newly invested in this. Yeah, it's great. Um, I also read a lot of articles on the points guy. Do you re- do you read them? No, but I am going to look into him now. It's I should follow him on Instagram. I don't. Okay. But it's a very good repository for questions on points things. Yeah, I just got a Delta credit card, which I'm excited about. Oh, I thought I thought about doing that, but it's too late in the year to really make a difference for me. So I think I'm going to do it on yeah January of next year. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I actually have the Chase credit card, which I just realized. I've never used it for this before, but um, it's very good for last-minute hotel reservations. Oh. So not this most recent time, but when I was in San Francisco about a month ago, I, w- I stayed two nights in the city, and then I was in Napa the rest of the time. And I was just like, oh, I was staying with my friend Ashley for part of it. So I was like, oh, I'll just figure out a hotel closer to and do hotel tonight, because it was very low stakes. And what I didn't realize is that um, – on Chase, their booking system, the prices actually continue to decrease as you get closer to the date. So like the same way that Hotel Tonight or anything like that works, you actually can get a better deal closer to. And some of the deals were actually very, very good. So I ended up staying at the Fairmont one night and I want to say it was like 16,000 points. Like it wasn't expensive. Yeah. So I, that's my new thing is I'm using my Chase. I have the Chase uh, what is it called? Sapphire? The Chase, yeah, the Chase Sapphire travel card or, okay. or something. Um, but yeah, I'm newly very into using my points for hotels because there's a very good, you get a 25% bonus when you use your points for something travel related. Yeah. And I feel like hotels, I don't have, I don't have any allegiance to a hotel brand, so I don't have any perks. Yeah, I don't have any perks. We just got, so we're working with Hilton a little bit on this tour and now we have the app. So now I like when I stay at Hilton's so I can collect the points. Mm. But um, I have a friend who travels a lot for work and I can't remember. I, I want to say Marriott is her brand of choice. And she's going on her honeymoon in Hawaii over Christmas. And her and her husband, they're staying in all like super nice places. And um, it's it's totally free. Like it's if you That's- travel a lot and you're loyal to one brand, like it actually is quite good. But I feel stronger about the ho- the flying side of it than the Same. hotel side because I I'm like oh I want to stay in this cool hotel or oh I don't like the location of the Marriott in the mm-hmm. city like I'm much more promiscuous with hotels than Same airlines things. exactly Stanley has the Hilton thing he, he my friend Stanley travels all over for work um and he was just in Europe and stayed completely free everywhere he stayed and he got upgraded to like these crazy suites 
Maybe that'll be my my 2020 yeah. project is pick a hotel chain. Yeah. I also really I feel like Starwood used to have a really good one. Yeah. But I, I heard great... that it got worse. I don't remember what happened. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. But I see that you do have some attitudes about hotels I that do. you would like to share. Yeah, this was put in the note. Well, I made like a bulleted list of things. And I was like, attitudes about airports, attitudes about hotels. So I like a really nice hotel. I also want my own room. You do. I do. And I'm at an age where I think it's fine. I will travel less and do it really well. And, you know, I just love having this, like, quiet place to come home to at the end of the night. My friends all like sharing rooms and think it's fun, and I do not. And I constantly feel bad about this, but my new thing is I'm not going to feel bad about it, and I'm going to say I want my own room. And if people get mad at me, they get mad. Oh, I don't think you should feel bad about it. I feel guilty because I feel like I'm ruining everyone else's trip and making them spend more money. You are. That is true. Because you're driving up the cost because you don't want to share a room. I'm not ruining your trip, though. No, you're not ruining the trip. but You are driving up the cost. But um, for me, so I was thinking about this a lot last night when I was putting my notes in the outline. Yeah. And I think that I – well, so first of all, staying with somebody else that I like, like not anyone. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to stay with like – A stranger. Your friend Stanley in a hotel room. Yeah. Not anything against Stanley. Just like he was the last person who was mentioned. He just came to mind. Stanley and I shared a bed in Copenhagen. This is a bad example. I did it. I'm not – Yeah. Nothing against Stanley. Like I don't want to share a room with Joe Schmo. Yeah. But – Um, with any of my friends, especially friends that I travel well with, because I do think that there's friends that you travel well with and friends that you don't. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to share a room because it's like a fun sleepover vibe. And then also if you're staying somewhere nice, like I feel like it's wasted on it if it's just me and I don't have someone to share it with to be like, oh my God, this is so nice. This is amazing. Like I like sharing that experience with someone. Interesting. I like sharing it. Like, I like to be in the same hotel as you. Go meet for breakfast down in the lobby and be like, oh, my God, isn't this nice? But then I, like, have my space. I can set it up how I want. I'm not stepping on anyone's toes. If I have stomach problems, which I often do when I travel, I have the bathroom to myself. Um, I just feel – I just enjoy having my own space. I'm also an introvert, so if I have a day packed of with travel and stuff, then I like having my own space to go home to. And you're great to travel with. Like, we have gone places and shared rooms, and I felt like – it was great because we both wake up around the same time and we don't need to talk to each other (laughs) and we both like to have our glass of wine in bed at the end of the night but in a perfect world I have my own room so I think that my attitude on nice hotels is that it's something that I enjoy and it is something that I sometimes want to spend money on yes but not always like it depends on the circumstances like if I'm traveling for work mostly I don't want to spend my money on something nice yes if somebody wants to put me up somewhere nice I'm more than happy to do it but I don't want to like spend my money for a not fun trip and the other thing is I actually feel guilty about spending money on a nice hotel if I'm somewhere where I'm doing a lot of sightseeing Mm. like when I was in Portugal I stayed in fine hotels like they weren't hostels but they were not very nice because I just didn't I knew that I wasn't going to be there that much so I didn't want to have a really expensive hotel room and then feel guilty for not being there like if I'm on a trip where I feel like I'm only in the hotel room to sleep I don't want to spend money so I feel like where I like to spend money is on beach vacations like the type of vacation where you're there to relax like when we go to Harbor Island yeah when you're going to spend a lot of time in the room like the point isn't to do something I agree so that's when I like it and ideally I like to be 
I like to share a room with somebody. Like one of my favorite memories. So my friend Rachel and I went to I'm Cartagena. Sorry. No, it's it's fine. I respect your I respect what you think. Um my friend Rachel and I went to Cartagena a few years ago and we stayed part of the time at a cheaper hotel and then part of the time at Casa San Agustin, which is the nicest the nicest oh, hotel in I'm the dying Walled to stay City. There. And we had such a nice, we had like such a blast. And one night we decided that we were just going to stay in and order steak room service dinner and watch Gossip Girl. And like being somewhere where you're on a low key vacation, you're actually spending enough time in the room to make it worthwhile. And I'm like sharing that experience with somebody. That's my like trifecta. See, I would love doing that, but then I'd want to go sleep in my own room. Oh, I'd want to have room service with you in our pajamas and ideally have my room next to yours. And it's walk back so to my funny room because I'm the only child and I don't feel that way. And you have siblings and you do. Yeah. I wonder if that affects it at all. Maybe. It Maybe might be it was because I didn't grow up with siblings that I don't find it annoying. I find it novel. It's also, it's not even that it's annoying. It's my sleep. Like I sleep better when there's no one else in the room, which is maybe why I'm single. Whenever I get a boyfriend, I sleep so terribly and then I adjust. I mean, if I put an earplugs and a sleep mask, I can usually sleep anywhere. I slept so poorly when we were in Morocco and we shared a bed. Um, Sorry. (laughs) I do toss and turn a lot. It wasn't your fault. It's my own. I'm just a bad sleeper. Mm. I completely agree with you on fancy hotels, whether like it depends if you're doing a lot of sightseeing. Or if you're not, like my favorite thing was, so I like when I'm traveling for work, if I'm going somewhere that I like, I really like, like LA, for example, I'll do the work trip and then I'll stay an extra night, like with my own money. So I did this with a trip to LA for L'Oreal a couple years ago and I stayed at the Beverly Hills Hotel, which is like my favorite hotel in the world. And it was the nicest thing. So I, um... I just I, I could only afford to stay there for one night, but it was absolutely magical. Stanley came and met me for dinner. We had like the best time, but we were on the property the whole time. So it was like we had dinner at their restaurant. Like we had wine and cheese in my room. The next morning I woke up and I ordered breakfast to the room. Then I laid out by the pool all day and it had lunch at their restaurant. So I, I agree. I agree so much with you that if you're staying at the area a lot it's definitely worth the money yeah, otherwise it makes me feel guilty yeah like when I go to London I never stay at super nice places because I'm like out and about sightseeing the whole time yeah I just want something good enough yeah yeah or an Airbnb yes yes yeah what is the nicest hotel you've ever stayed at so I have a lot to say so the Beverly Hills Hotel was like a very special moment for me because I'd always wanted to stay there and they did something cool like they look all their guests up ahead of time and when I went there, I only had like 80,000 followers on Instagram, but they looked me up ahead of time and they upgraded my room to one of their like private cabanas for free. So that was like really, really nice. More recently though, the Carlisle, when I had that suite, that was pretty cool. That was like an apartment. That was very cool. It was really cool. And then when I was in um, in Kosamui, the, the Ritz was incredible. Mm. You missed out on that. I'm sorry. We would have had a romantic time together and then browns in london i worked with them once i just had a one night stay and that was really cool too i thought you were gonna say i just had a one night stand and i was like oh wow this podcast is getting a lot saucier i did not not have a one night stand i had a one night stay i stayed at the ned for like three or four nights and then i stayed at browns for one night for free oh it was great oh yeah how about you i mean i talk about it all the time in the u.s i think the breakers is my favorite hotel it is I'm dying so nice. There. I will say the rooms are fine, but the okay. hotel itself, like the property, like I, I'm sure if you got upgraded, but like the regular rooms are fine. The bed is like sleeping on a 
pillow of clouds. Okay. But um, the room is nice. It is just like not the reason you're staying there. But the property, and it's a resort. So it's somewhere where you go and you're going to stay. You're not going to leave. You're going to stay there the whole time. Yeah. Is beautiful. The service is incredible. And it's one of those places where the food is really good, where they have a lot of restaurants on the property. And, you know, sometimes when you go and stay somewhere and you're like, oh, the hotel was nice, but all the food was kind of mediocre. Yeah. The, the food is excellent. Oh, that's It wonderful. is hands down my favorite hotel. I can't wait to go there at some point. I, according to last episode, you're going to stay at the Colony. I want to stay at the Colony. The it's Breakers so me. is the right answer. It's so me. Um, it's and all pink and green. The other hotel experience that stands out to me is when we went when we went to Morocco and we stayed mm-hmm. at La Sultana. That was fun. I mean, that was just an incredible property. It, it was, was insane. Cool. It was really cool. It was, yeah, that was very nice. Yeah. I, I don't know. I My other big thing is a bathtub. Like, I really love when the hotel has a bathtub. I can count the number of times on one hand that I've taken a bath in a hotel. Oh, I always do. Every mm-hmm. time. Like, multiple. I never have the time. Yeah, no. I, I end up, like, late at night, like, sitting in the tub with a glass of wine. Oh, that... I don't want to do that late at night. I would rather just get in bed. Yeah. And then it, the timing never works out for me. Where it's oh. always something that if a hotel has a beautiful bathtub that I want to do. Yeah. But like usually in the morning, I, I don't have the time to do it. And then when I'm getting ready, I don't have enough time. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's how you make the time for it. Like I'll always prioritize a bath. I, well, so I heard the hotel we're staying at for our Dallas live show has an insane bathtub. So I'm I'm I can't excited. wait. The Statler. Yeah. Yeah. So very excited. Screw you. That. Not making plans. Ordering room service and yeah. taking a bath one night, apparently. I can't. I cannot wait to do that. Yeah. What about hotels versus Airbnb? So as much as I love a luxurious hotel, my favorite thing to do with girlfriends is to get an Airbnb. Because for me, it's again, it's about being together, but separate. So we have our own rooms in the Airbnb. But we have a kitchen and we have common space and we can all hang out. We can cook. We can make drinks. We can buy food. I love a good Airbnb for a girl's trip. So I agree with you that when we went to Mexico, that was the perfect option. But oh, I would say so I'm generally team hotel versus ho- team Airbnb. I want somebody to clean up after me. I like that I want to have amenities. But because I prefer to have my own room, I think Airbnb is oftentimes a more realistic selection. Yeah, I can see that. That makes like, sense. I don't want to be like, hey, Becca and Jackie, let's go here and all get our own hotel rooms. And well, then you and Jackie would just share and I would co- I would suck up the cost. I don't mind. Like, I'd rather travel less and just do it my own way. But um, I love an Airbnb for a girl's trip. I thought that it was so fun when we were in Sayulita. We had that pool area. We had... Oh, I mean, that was a blast. You made us breakfast every morning, those Mm -hmm. yummy quesadillas. It was great. Yeah. No, I think that that's a case where I Mm -hmm. do like it. And also... In Mexico City, like, I will usually get an Airbnb, and that's because it's a place where I'm not going to spend that much time there, so it's cheaper than a hotel, and it's, like, easy, but there's very few times where I would, if money weren't part of it, that I would stay at a Airbnb rather than a hotel. Yeah. Except for somewhere where you want your own pool. Yeah, I think that's the exception. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm bougier than you on that one. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's really just about my sleep situation yeah i need to have my own room if possible i I, if it's really crazy expensive i would never make us all but 
I like to have my own space. What about when you get there? I know that you are very meticulous when you get to a hotel. Yes. So I, I, it just makes me happy to unpack everything. Like I put my clothes in drawers. I hang up. I sound like such an idiot. Like I know I sound stupid, but I, I like to hang up all my clothes. I put my stuff in drawers. I unpack my toiletries at the vanity. It just makes it feel like home. Mm. I always unpack my hanging stuff because I don't want it to get wrinkled. Yeah. And I unpack my bathroom stuff because I want to have it all laid out. But I leave the folding stuff in the suitcase I love a good luggage rack, as you know, mm-hmm. luggage stand. Yes. I now have my at-home luggage stand, which has changed my life. Oh my God, it's changed my life too. That was like the best thing you got me to buy. Oh, such a good purchase. But um, yeah, I usually just leave my suitcase on um, the luggage stand and I leave all my folded stuff in there. Yeah. yeah I'm kind of a savage, I'm realizing. Well, or I'm just really uptight. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> well, I don't think either of us are wrong. Yeah. Agree to disagree. Yeah, we can. we don't have to have the same views. So real quick on another sponsor, today's episode is also brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your drawer. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. So I really don't like grocery shopping, especially when we're traveling a lot. So I love that HelloFresh sends me a box of the ingredients that I need to make a great dinner and everything can be done in like 30 minutes. So that's like about my attention span for cooking. And I love that each recipe comes with step-by-step instructions with pictures to make the whole thing really, really easy. Yeah, I don't want this to sound depressing, but I'm usually cooking for one. Same. That's a depressing sentence. So I love that they give you the exact amount of everything that you need so that there's no waste. Like, okay, as an example, I made carnitas tacos from HelloFresh this week, and they were really great. First of all, they were delicious, and they were pretty easy. But tacos is the perfect example of a meal where you need a little bit of a lot of different things. And then I end up with all of these extra ingredients, and I'm like, how do I repurpose this? What do I do with this so it doesn't go to waste? So I love that they just send me the amount that I need, and I don't need to deal with unused ingredients. I completely agree. I also love that they have such great variety. So every week, they have 20-plus recipes, and everything changes seasonally, so there's always something new. And I know it's going to be good because it's curated by chefs. Yeah, the last thing I'll say about the service is that it's so flexible. And this was one of my biggest hesitations because I travel so much that I was worried that I would just be stuck with all of this food being delivered. Um, But it's so easy. You can go on and you can change your delivery day. You can change your food preferences and you can skip a week whenever you need. So we have an offer for you for $80 off of your first month. That's $80 of free food. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BOP80 and enter code BOP80. So that's a little bit confusing, so I'll say it again. But that's $80 off of your first month if you go to HelloFresh.com slash BOP80 and enter code BOP80. That is such a good deal. Let's talk about packing. I love talking about packing. What are the things that you always, like what are the weird things that you bring with you? Okay, I don't know how weird all of my things are, but I've, I've got a whole list here. So first of all, traveling is my favorite time to test new beauty products. So I get so many samples and like smaller things sent to me that I will always like set those aside and be like, I'm going to take these on this trip. It's really fun. Oh, so you don't try them at home first? I do sometimes. Oh, okay. But sometimes it's like, especially for like a new mask, like one of the Borghese ones, I'll just take Mm. that with me and it'll be like a fun treat I have to look forward to. Oh, I always try it at home first because I don't want to be stuck somewhere with products that I don't like. 
Oh, I know, like a hair product and you're like, oh, it doesn't really work for me. And now I have bad hair this entire trip. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty fussy about like which products I'll actually test. So I'll know that it's like something good. Mm. Okay. And I'm not like so my skin's not super sensitive. So nothing crazy is probably going to happen. Yeah. Um, I'd probably be more fussy if we were going to like Morocco or something and I knew I wouldn't be able to like buy something else if, if it didn't work out. True. But like in San Francisco, we were across from a mall. So say it didn't work, I'd just go to Sephora. Yeah, there were like two Sephoras within <laughs> 10 feet I of know. us. It was great. Um, so I, what I also do is I keep a kit of travel products on hand and I replace the minis whenever I get, get back with anything I used up. So I have like a travel size shampoo, conditioner, everything. So I can just throw that in my bag when I go. Um, and then there's like little things I I like can never forget forget like a, a miniature hairspray um my small bottle of Dr. Botter I always have a small bottle of cleansing balm I love the pharmacy one but I've been using the Eve Lam one right now and I like a cleansing balm because it's small and compact and fits in my suitcase but it takes off all my makeup so I don't have to bring a makeup remover and a cleanser I just bring the cleansing balm I always use makeup wipes when I'm traveling makeup wipes are not cleansing your face it's bad well um that's my opinion I've lived Yes, you've lived and you're doing great. I'm thriving. Yeah. Me and my fake makeup wipe using self. Yes. I don't believe in makeup wipes, but Becca has great skin, so it works for her. Um, Sheet masks. I do not really love sheet masks at home, but I love them for travel. I think that... Because it's single serving? It's single serving. It packs flat in your suitcase and they're kind of messy. Like, I don't like how, like, they'll get on my couch or my, um... You need to get hydrogel ones because the hydrogel ones are much better than the oh, paper ones. Well, like, the night ones. I love the night ones so much that we have. And those are a little messy. So I like doing those when I'm traveling. Mm, okay. I can... I'll lay down on the bed and if it drips off onto the sheets, I don't feel bad. <laughs> I sound like a savage. You're just, like, ruining these hotel rooms. No, and this could, this continues. So I also, if I know that I have a bathtub, I always try and pack like a really indulgent bath soak like I don't know if you've tried those I'm gonna say it wrong pure soma um baths or like a mud bath oh god that sounds so messy I hate doing them at home because then the next day I'm like scrubbing my tub but if I do it in a hotel oh god (laughs) do you at least tip housekeeping yes of course but I mean, it's it's nice. When I was, I, I only started this because when I was at the Four Seasons for that Where'd You Go Bernadette press trip, they gave us a mud bath in our room. And I was like, this is so smart. I should only do these mud baths in hotels. You're not wrong. I mean, there are, it's just a lot of work. I always tip housekeeping. Like I, I don't, I, f- I would feel terrible, but like really nice having someone else clean that tub. As a sidebar, can I just say, when I went on that trip to Toronto, I have never gotten so many strange comments. First of all, everyone was like, don't walk around your hotel room barefoot. That one's crazy to me. That was crazy. I was like, I'm at the Four Seasons. Like, I don't always stay at really nice hotels, but in a nice hotel, I pretty much trust that the bathtub is clean and that the floors are clean. I also don't have a lot of qualms about walking barefoot places. Like, I wouldn't walk barefoot on the streets of New York, but I'll walk barefoot a lot of places. I will too. So maybe I'm just not a very clean person. The other thing is whenever I unpack all my stuff, someone's like, you're going to get bed bugs. And I'm like, hmm. Well, I'd rather not think about that. Yeah, same, same. It's like, do you, do you need to ruin my vacation by telling me that? Probably not. So wait, are you, do you find packing stressful? No, I like it. Oh, I hate packing. I like it because I'm like, I'm going to do this and like I'm going to pack my cute matching pajama set and I'm going to and then I also have all the the um, I have duplicates of most of the things that I would forget. So I just throw those in my suitcase. 
Oh, interesting. Like the toiletries thing. Like I used to forget a razor or forget toothpaste or a toothbrush. Now I have my little kit and the key is that I always restock it when I get back from a trip so that it's ready to go for the next trip. I think I'm becoming a better traveler, but the packing part or a better packer, I guess. It's not about the travel. It's about the packing. I'm Packing causes me a lot of stress and it's my least favorite part. Oh, unpacking is my least favorite. Oh, I don't mind that at all. That's so interesting. I hate unpacking. And I always make myself do it within 24 hours of getting back because it's annoying. Oh, I don't mind unpacking at all because you just throw most of the stuff in the laundry and everything goes back in its place and it goes away. Interesting. I love huh. I mean, I like packing because then I'm getting excited for the trip and I have all my things and I'm like, oh, I get oh. to... I always have, like, I have to schedule more time to pack than I need because I need at least an hour to procrastinate and whine about it. <laughs> That's so funny. It's true. That's so it's funny. It's true. What are your things that you always bring? I So I only wrote down my, like, odd ones. Because, I mean, I, everyone brings underwear, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, same. I, I just shared my, my odd ones or things that are helpful. I think, like, having the travel kit was a, is a helpful mm. one. So, I mean, the biggest thing that I think is specific to me, I always travel with my own robe and my own hair towel. That cracks me up because I generally love hotel robes. Mm -mm. So I like, as some of our listeners who have been here a while may know, robe life is the best life. I feel very strongly about bathrobes. And she doesn't like the terry cloth robes. I don't. I like a thin robe. See, I like a big, thick, soft Mm -mm. robe. I like a thin robe because sometimes the terry cloth ones, like, I'm hot. Mm. I don't know. I don't like it. You're allowed. It's too bulky. Like, I don't feel like I'm, my arm wingspan getting ready, I don't like. Okay. I don't know. I like a cotton, thin robe. Okay. I have, I have one of those, and I like it, too, for hanging out at home. But I like a soft terry cloth robe even more. Nope. I always bring my own robe. I do not know how people can get out of the shower and immediately get dressed. I am not that person. I could get, I could just be naked for a while. Like, I could just do my hair and and get ready and be naked, but... I can't put on my clothes right away. So yeah. I, I need to have a robe. I always bring my robe with me. And then I also bring one of those hair towels. Like I have an Aquas. Yes. One I have one of those now too. That theoretically like is better for your hair. There's less breakage. So I always bring that with me too because it's so small. Yeah. And it's just like an easy thing that it's just an easy thing to, to pack. So I always bring that so that I have my shower routine on lock. The other thing I always bring is a mini steamer. Mm-hmm. which I feel is very neurotic because, of course, every hotel room has an iron, but I feel like it's easier to steam things where I would rather take up the suitcase space with a steamer than need to deal with the whole rigmarole of, like, the ironing board. I love a mini steamer. I didn't put that as something I always bring, but I always I bring mine. it. Like, you can test me. If we okay. are ever anywhere, I have a mini steamer with me. That's good to know. I'll just take yours. Always. The other thing is I always uh, travel with my own hair tools, where most of the time, and it is the first thing to go if my suitcase is too packed, I do bring my own blow dryer. Oh my God, that's I, heavy. Well, no, I, I have the mini dry bar one. It's like the Buttercup Mini. It's still big, but it's not huge. But um, I don't know, my hair is, I, I think I have mediocre hair. So knowing that I have the right products and tools, I feel like it looks better than just using that crappy hotel hair dryer that's actually when we were at the breakers they have dry bar hair dryers and my friend Allie and I both feel really strongly about this we're both really militant that we always bring our own hair dryer and we went in the bathroom and we both brought one and we were like they have dry bar hair dryers here that's amazing 
Um, but yeah, I always bring my own hair dryer. I try and get like my hair a blowout or like have my hair done right before we go. Or in this case, we had Glam Squad come. Your hair lasts so long. Yeah, I can go five days if I That's need. That's crazy. If it's a week long vacation, then the tools are getting packed. But oh I, no, I, I always to. have to bring it, and I bring a, a straightener and a curling iron with me. I I do bring my beach waver most places because yeah. I I can't curl my hair without the beach waver. Yeah. The other thing that lives in my suitcase is I have a spare sleep mask and earplugs that lives in my suitcase. I have that too. Not earplugs but a sleep mask both because i i generally am a very good sleeper at home but sometimes new environments are not great so i feel like i just always have it with me so that i'm not like oh i wish i had earplugs last night like i just i have them with me so if i need them i can use them i can't sleep with earplugs in they like um that having the sensation of having something in my ears then causes me not to sleep i think you have to get used to it when i lived in San Francisco. I lived in this apartment that was on a super noisy corner and it had two sets of bay windows, which was very nice light-wise, but it was like I lived on the surface of the sun. Yeah. So I got very used to sleeping with a sleep mask and earplug, so it doesn't bother me anymore. But yeah, I think it is one of those things that takes getting used to. Yeah. I used to live on 8th Avenue, um, like right right in the middle of it in Chelsea. And so I got earplugs, like hoping it would help because my, my bed was like one of those really long rooms and the queen size bed only fit in if it was like up against the window against the street so i had earplugs and i i was i couldn't sleep Hmm. so i haven't tried since interesting yeah the other thing that i've done that i think that makes me a little less stressed about packing is i have a list saved to my phone just in my notes app of my checklist of everything that i bring with me when i travel and then i write it onto one of my serial killer notes when i'm packing I don't know why I'm calling them that. I think they're just notes. I think that's really smart. Um, but you make fun of me for my serial killer notes. But anyway. They're just written so orderly in like such straight lines. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I have the master list and then I write it down on a smaller list every time so I can cross things off. And yeah. that way, especially in the morning, like I'm so bad if I'm taking an early morning flight. My brain just isn't on yet and I just always forget things if I don't have a list. Oh, don't you just do it all the night before well no because there are some things that you need to use like your oh. toothbrush or so you have duplicates i know i aspire to do that i aspire to have duplicates of all of my toiletries but there are some things that are too expensive like you know like my day cream or like serum or something that i'm like yeah. i'm not gonna buy two yeah that's true so i mean i aspire to be that person i also aspire to have a second makeup kit of all of my and i have a pretty minimalist makeup routine yeah but i I aspire to have just like a travel kit ready to go, mm-hmm. but I'm not there yet. It, I'll tell you, it makes a difference. I love mine. Maybe I'll try to put one together out of like extra stuff I have. Yeah. But then I'm like, I like to have my... I know. And then if you have just some things, you'll always end up forgetting. Yeah. I like to have my things. A team. I don't want to have my travel stuff be the B team. You travel so much that I think you should invest in duplicates. I mean, some of the skincare stuff is expensive. I don't want to have two. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. What about carry-on and personal item? I mean, you can go first because I read your list and I was like, I'm a trash human. No, mine's just a well-oiled machine. Like, I recently bought myself the Away Everyday Bag, but in leather. So I have been watching you travel with that, and I'm very tempted to buy one. It looks – it. I like that it slides on the top of a suitcase, mm-hmm. and it just, like, it looks very nice. So I had wanted the Away Bag, but I – 
think it looks bad in nylon. Like, sorry if anyone has it in nylon <laughs> listens, but I wanted a leather one. And they released it in this beautiful tan leather, and it's my favorite bag ever. So I Is ha- there another color so we can tell ours apart? I think can there's I get black? a pink one. Oh, I don't want pink. I don't know if you want pink, yeah. I'd get black. Put yourself on the wait list, because there was a gray one that I had been on the wait list oh, for. Oh, I would, I would get a gray one. And then the... um. They had the tan one, too, and I was like, that's my dream bag. I, lo- I love tan everything. Like, oh, it's, tan's my favorite neutral. Um, so, anyways, I keep it stocked. Like, it's, again, it's pretty much always ready to go. It has everything in it, so I just grab it. So, I always have deodorant and a toothbrush. These are extras. I'm just paranoid. Again, like, you're you're just talking to someone who's had a lot of bad travel experiences. So, it's like, what if? I'm not paranoid about that because if I had a bad experience, what airport would you be in where you couldn't buy that? So I like my natural deodorant. Like I don't want to oh, use a okay. deodorant that has chemicals. So I always have the, the tra- travel size Kopari one in there. Okay. Um, I love having a really nice pair of soft socks in there and a cashmere wrap because I'm always cold. Um, and I like to take my shoes off on the plane, but obviously planes are disgusting. So I'm not going to like be barefoot. Oh, so you do it because the plane is gross, not because it's gross to other people to just have oh, your both. feet out? No, that too. Oh. I don't, I mean, I don't want to put my feet, it's just, everything is gross. Like, I don't want my feet getting germs and I don't want to subject other people to my feet. It's both. But planes are gross. Um, my newest addition for longer trips is the night travel pillow, which did we talk about in last Yeah, last we did. Episode? Oh. You guys, it's magical. Like, this is, they're not a sponsor of this, but they did give us these. It's just the most perfect memory foam travel pillow. It's absolutely amazing. It has the same silk pillowcase. I can't recommend it enough. It's the nicest travel pillow I've ever owned, but that makes me really nervous because I feel like travel pillow, I'm generally very responsible with my things. Mm-hmm. Travel pillows and sunglasses are the two things that I am just awful about holding on to. Oh, interesting. I'm fine with travel pillows because they're big, but sunglasses, I'm the same. I always leave my travel pillow somewhere. So I love I love this one. It's like I like actually look forward to getting to use it. I think I'm going to take it to Philly on the DC and Philly on the train because why oh, not? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just luxury. Um, the other thing is I have another. <laughs> I sound so uptight. I have another little beauty kit. So this one is separate from the beauty kit that goes in my main luggage. This is just a really small pouch. So in that I have miniature a miniature face mask. I have hand cream. I have hand sanitizer. I have serum. Right now it's that um, Dr. Sturm Hyaluronic Serum. And that I have at home, so I did just add that. I don't have two of those. That would be really expensive. I have a mini, like a real, like the Summer Fridays jet lag mask comes in a smaller size. I saw you with that. Or I saw somebody with that. It was me. I I have it. It's usually on my Instagram stories. I love it. And I'm going to have to buy a new one. I love it so much. Um, And then I have a lip balm. Right? I forget. I'm not loyal about lip balm. I use whatever lip balm. My newest thing is the Tula Eye Stick, which I was super skeptical about. I did a review of it on my blog. I don't think it's an acceptable alternative to eye cream, but I like it for traveling because it does create like a nice protective barrier um, from the air. Like it just like really hydrates the area. Like I put it on before the San Francisco flight and I could still feel it like on my face, on my skin when we landed. Hmm. So I, I like that. My eye area gets really dry. So I'm always like super cognizant of that. I also have an extra computer cord and a iPhone cord. So that's separate from the ones I have at home because I hate taking. Yeah, it, I have a separate I cord taking, bag. Yeah, I hate taking it out of the outlet and then like that is something that i have duplicates of yeah and if you leave it at the hotel then you don't have anything Mm -hmm. at home 
So I always have that. Then I just have a notebook, a book, snacks. I, I definitely use snacks because I was so hungry on our flight to San Francisco. Like they gave us a meal, but it was just that little cheese board and I was starving. So now I always make sure I bring snacks um, and then gum and a water bottle. So I feel like a slacker. I'm just uptight. I, I mean, I just, I don't have a lot of stuff. I mean, I always have a book with me. Always. Maybe usually, two. Yeah, usually multiple. I have my computer and I have a bag of cords and chargers that stays packed that I throw in my suitcase. It's in a funny pouch and I like always have that it. it has like a Kindle charger. It has my like both kinds of earphones, like the kind that plug into the plane and also the kind that plug into my phone. I need to get one of those because sometimes on the plane I'll, I want to watch a movie and I don't have the right headphones. Yeah. So I have that water and a snack always. Um... What's your go-to plain snack? Is it combos? I think it's combos. It's combos if I'm being a trash person. Otherwise, it's like maybe goldfish or what do I get? I'm trying to picture what I get at the airport. I feel like my go-to airport snacks are like the unhealthy ones, Pringles, the mini Mm. can of Pringles, love, or some kind of sour candy. Yeah. And then if I'm being healthy, well, sometimes I'll get like a, a wrap or a sandwich yeah, ideally get, not I the prepackaged like one. Food. Yeah, um, I also love the, that dehydrated fruit. I love that the peeled fruit. I like getting a string cheese or like a baby bell cheese. Mm-hmm. I usually or try a banana. To, yeah, I usually try to get real food unless I'm feeling like a trash person and I get combos. Yeah, um, and I don't have any in-flight beauty routine. I mean, if I fly, if I fly long haul I will always take my makeup off with a makeup wipe which Grace does not approve of you don't do like any thick cream or anything not usually I mean if I'm flying cross country and I have makeup on I will take my makeup off and put lotion on but no like otherwise my skin just gets so dehydrated no it also feels luxurious like putting on my my fancy socks and then put doing my little routine Mm, no I'm I'm not into that I do try to stay really hydrated like I always get the biggest water I can find like if I'm on a flight I always try to drink at least a liter of water yeah but yeah I'm apparently low-key in the airport low-key in the air high-key at home when I'm packing (laughs) yeah funny we're we're stressed about reverse things what about luggage do you have a favorite um I do I have a Tumi hard shell suitcase that I really like and it's actually really funny it came from a gift bag <laughs> this is insane so when I worked at Lola we did some kind of event at the first in goop health conference in New York and the goop gift bag is known for being really insane and so the the VIP gift bag that we got as sponsors um was in a Tumi suitcase that's insane it was insane but it's a very nice suitcase and I that's my go-to I really really like it I really want to try the away suitcase um I'm usually I need a new um checked bag Mm -hmm. I'm usually a trash person with checked bags and I usually just get them at TJ Maxx or at like Ross or at one of those discount stores because they treat them so terribly that I don't want to I don't want to spend money on something nice because I feel like somebody's going to throw it and like the wheel's going to come off or like it's going to get drenched. Like I feel like they're so careless with them. So I always have crappy ones, but um, yeah, maybe for my next big trip, I'll get a nicer one because my I have nice 
carry-ons, but my checked one is like the bottom of the line. Yeah, my away, I have an away for checking and an away carry-on, and the away for checking is in pretty rough shape because yeah. it just gets manhandled and it's it's got it's really not doing so well. Um, but it's great. I Wait, like their bags. Can I tell you the craziest airport story that's ever happened to me? Yeah. I don't think I shared this on the podcast. So I don't even know if we had a podcast when this happened. So, um, oh, yeah, we did. So for my friend Ashley's bachelorette last year, we were in Napa. And we flew to San Francisco. And I think I flew there after work. Like, it was very late when I got there. I was tired. I was hungry. I just wanted to go. And so my one of my friends was getting in around the same time. So I waited for her. And then we got something to eat. And then we went to the baggage carousel. And we go to the baggage carousel. And because I'd taken all this time, they'd um, taken all the bags off that were still left. And so I see my bag. And my bag is bright blue. It's like this crummy suitcase that is like electric blue. And I bought it because I was like, oh, well, it'll stand out in the baggage carousel. So I see it. I go over to it. And this guy who works at the airport comes up to me and he was like, you can't just take that. You need to go to the baggage desk and show them your like the other half of the sticker. Like, you can't take that. And I was like, dude, it's my suitcase. I'm positive. It's bright blue. Like, this is obviously mine. And I was like, this guy is on such a power trip. I was so angry. And I was like, this is mine. I'm like, and he's like, Rebecca Franklin or something. It was something else that started with an FR. And I was like, no, it's Rebecca Freeman. Like, this guy, what an idiot. Like, I was just so up in arms about this whole thing. And I was like, let me just look inside of it. And I looked inside of it and I was like, this is not my suitcase. (laughs) It turned out that there was somebody else on the same flight who had this same crappy electric blue suitcase whose name was Rebecca and her last name started with an FR. And she had ended up taking mine off of the baggage carousel. And I very easily could have taken hers because who has this bag? Um, And so I go to the baggage desk. They had to call her. And uh, I think she was angry, too, because, you know, it's one in the morning in San Francisco. And she's like, yeah, I have my bag. Like, I'm positive it's my bag. And they were like, no, you need to turn around and come back to the airport. Oh, my God. That's funny. I couldn't believe it that we had the same name and and the same weird suitcase. That's crazy. Like, if it was a black away bag, I would have been like, oh, of course that happened. Yeah. It was really funny. I don't know. So I'm very into distinctively colored checked luggage. I like to put something on mine so that I know it's mine, like a pretty bow or something. Yeah. I see the last thing on here we also disagree on. Oh, yeah. I know that my opinion here is unpopular. And that's – so we're going to talk about packing cubes. And I just – I think they're just excessive. I don't think that there's a need for them. Um, I do think Becca has used them for longer multi-destination trips where you want to keep things separate. And that makes sense. But to me, people are like, it saves so much space when I use packing cubes. And I'm like, I feel like they take up more space. No, I don't feel like they take up more space. I – love packing cubes i discovered them recently like in the last year and i so i would never use them in my carry-on there's Mm -hmm. not enough space it doesn't make sense you know like i don't have enough stuff that i need to organize yeah but if i'm going somewhere and i have a full suitcase and i even if it's not multi-destination like definitely if it's multi-destination but 
I feel like it helps me keep things separate so I'm not ripping apart my entire suitcase every time I need something. And I guess that's kind of to the point that you unpack everything and I don't. So I would, what I would do is unpack everything that I needed for that leg and then I would leave the rest in the suitcase. Yeah, but like it makes it so much more convenient because you know like my workout clothes are in this cube and Mm -hmm. my dresses for night are in this cube. So you don't have to like turn your suitcase into a tornado every time. That makes sense. Like I – so I recently used them. So I went on this trip and I was in Vegas for a bachelorette party. Then I was in San Francisco for the week and then I was in Napa for a wedding. So I had very different clothing that I needed for each one both like seasonally and occasion-wise. And then, you know, I had like underwear, I had workout clothes, I had bathing suit stuff from Vegas. So it was like having each thing in its own packing cube was really nice. And then I would get somewhere and I'd be like, oh, this, these cubes don't even apply to this part of the trip. I know that I just have to pull from these ones. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm a big fan of packing cubes for like for bigger trips. Yeah. It's excessive for anything that you just pack a carry on for. Maybe that's my thing is like I haven't had a big multi-city trip in a while or and so I just haven't needed it. I I don't remember the last time I used my big suitcase except for that yoga retreat. Yeah. And then you just yeah. are packing workout clothes. But yeah, yeah, like a big multi-city trip, packing cubes, hard yes for me. Okay. So should we get out of travel things? Yeah, I think we're done with this episode. Well, but we still have our other things to talk about. I hope you didn't just turn off the episode, listener. No, don't turn us off. We've got more. Okay, what about non-travel related obsessions? So my obsession is this pair of pajamas that I got. A, a reader sent them to me and was like, you need them. The brand is called Karen Mabon, M-A-B-O-N. She has amazing like silk pajama sets. They're gorgeous. Are they Halloween themed? No, these have Well, book- Mabon, isn't that the witch's version of Halloween? I don't know. M-A-B-O-N? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Oh, I, I when I read this, I was like, oh, these are Halloween-themed pajamas. No, they're not. They are light pink silk pajamas that have books all over them. Oh, that's cute. Like book covers. That's cute. Yeah, so they're so cute. But they also have a pair with tigers on them, and I want them really badly. How much are they? So the short set was like 160 I want to say, um, which is expensive for pajamas. The The... Tiger set is more because it's long sleeves and, lo- and long pants, but they're so cute. I want them. But I think I'm, I'm done with pajamas now. Um, so my obsession, I on a whim, it's something I've been thinking about for a while, but I just did it on a whim. I replaced all of my cookware. So I have had the same pots and pans since I moved to New York, which was seven years ago. When I moved here, I was 25, you know? Yeah. Like I bought a cheap set off of Amazon. Like it was like... I don't know what brand it is, but you know, it's like, it's fine. It's kind of like the handles are kind of coming off some of them. Like they're all dirty. Like you, no matter how much you scrub them, you can't get them clean. Mm -hmm. So over the weekend, I was like, I, what I really want, I needed a new like frying pan and I was looking at frying pans and I was like, well, I should just really get the whole set. So I got this whole set of, um, Calphalon cookware and I guess they have a like a cheaper brand, like a diffusion brand called Simply Calphalon. Oh. And so I got this 10-piece set. It's like a big frying pan, a little frying pan, like the saute pan. All the lids. Two, um, like, small, like, saucepans, and then, like, a big pasta pot mm-hmm. and the lids. And it was, like, $175. That's a great price. I know. I got it on Amazon. I'm really excited. I haven't opened it. It came and I haven't opened it. So I will make a retraction if it's not great. But um, 
I was just like, yeah, I'm an adult. I need yeah. cookware that's not dirty and falling apart. Funny fact for you on, on cookware. Last year, I was approached by Macy's to do a blog post about registering for your wedding. And in it, as a part of that, I would get like all new pots and pans. So I was like, guys, like I like this, but how about I do a post about why you should be able to register as a single person for, for things? And they let me write that post. It was fun. And, oh, I, fun. and I got all new pots and pans. I'm excited also for my new, my new adult pots and pans. Their pans it's are a great. new phase of my life. Yeah, I love my pans. Can I offer a controversial co- corollary to last week's obsessions? Yeah. I got my pregnancy pillow. Don't like it. What? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. So, okay, here's the question. I almost took a picture and sent it to you because it's, like, on the floor next to my bed. I tried to sleep it with it last night. It requires a lot of fluffing. No, it wasn't about that. So... Do you usually sleep with a pillow between your legs? No. I always do. I have for my entire life. I sleep with a pillow between my knees. But now I put the pregnancy pillow between my knees. And I think that this is like a more annoying thing that gets you the same experience. Oh, interesting. Like I always sleep with a pillow behind my knees. It's I'm like more comfortable that way. It's how I sleep best. Yeah. And this one, I just I was like, oh, well, now it's like a huge pain in the ass to turn over. Because then you have to like yeah, I unhug think, something and like mm-hmm. rehug the other side or like it's a pain to get into. Like I was like, I don't like this. And I feel like if you sleep with a pillow between your knees, I have like a, you know, like a king size sham pillow. Yeah. Um, then you don't have to compromise the head pillow because I felt like the head pillow on this was not comfortable. Oh, I liked it. I liked the whole thing. Oh, I... I also just feel so safe and, and like enclosed in it. Like I like having that other side and I'm like in it. Like you're kind of like feel like you're like in a womb. So here's what I I think. I think I will like it for like reading in bed or mm-hmm. hanging out. Like if I'm ever working from bed and like. Yeah, because you can move it and like make it like a husband pillow. You make it a husband pillow or just read in bed and feel really cozy. But I was like, I don't think I like this for sleeping. Oh. I mean, it was $40, so I don't yeah. regret it. I'm yeah. not about to try to figure out how to pack that back and it shrink wrap and return it but oh my god can you imagine yeah last night i was like this is gonna be a no from me oh my god i love it that's so funny but i just wanted to tell people because you've been raving about it that yeah well offer you, an alternate opinion you also don't like my dr botter face cream so we don't have to agree on everything yeah i don't like face wipes i'm not that's not my obsession I know, i'm not I like know. let me tell you about pond's face wipes <laughs> I just I think they're more convenient for travel no I get it what about on Instagram so mine is something you're obsessed with too which is Chloe is crazy oh my god I'm obsessed with her so she's one of the new cast members of SNL and she's hilarious her impersonation videos are just so funny I'm for what it's worth I'm also obsessed with Bo and Yang who's the other new cast member not on Instagram but like on in real life on the show I've got to um watch SNL I haven't watched in ages Oh, I watched uh, the Taylor Swift one the other week. What um, What about you? Um, okay, so I put this in here even before we did the outline for this. So, uh, you know Whitney, who's the blonde Atlas? Yeah, She was one of the guests for our Nashville show. So she is right now staying at the Hotel de Cop. Um, yeah, the Hotel de Cop Eden Rock. I'm sure I'm not saying oh, that wow. with the right French accent. I and this is here. one of my dream hotels. Like, it's been on my radar for a while, but I just followed it this week. Where I just want it on my radar at all times. So mm-hmm. I remember that at some point when I'm, like, really rich that I want to stay there. Yeah, I want to stay here when I'm rich. Too. Yeah, it's in, like, the south of France. I'm sure it's a million dollars a night, but it looks so nice. Yeah. But anyway, she was staying there, and she was, like, 
tagging it all over the place. And I was like, I want to stay there. Yeah. So, and and Whitney too, she's, her Instagram is, I think it's just Blonde Atlas, or it could be The Blonde Atlas. Um, she's a great travel follow too. Yes, I love her. But yeah. she's not new to me, so I didn't put her yeah. on mine. What about books? So I'm so boring. I'm still reading the same stuff. I mean, I was reading The Girl Who Never Read Noam Chomsky for like a month. Yes. And we all, we also recorded like four day, three or four days ago. Um, so I'm still reading Fashion Climbing by Bill Cunningham. And also memoirs always take me a little bit longer because I'm a slower nonfiction reader. And I'm still reading How Could She? Well, rereading How Could She? Which is our October book club pick. Is that next week or the week after? It's the two week, weeks. It's in two weeks. We'll be talking about that with Carly. And um, so I'm rereading that so that I'm prepared when we talk to Carly about it. Should we give a little synopsis for our friends who maybe haven't heard us talk about it before? Yeah. So it's about these three friends who all work together in their early 20s in Toronto. And now they're in their late 30s and they've kind of grown apart. And so it is about like the inner workings of their friendship and also just like where they are in their lives. Yeah. And I think, I think this is going to be a good conversation book, but I think this is one of the most accurate portrayals of long-term female friendship that I've ever read. Yes. It is so spot on. Agreed. For, for good and for bad. Mm-hmm. I so. feel like I see like a little bit of my worst qualities and my best qualities in all three of the women combined. We'll talk about that in the discussion. Yeah. But so I thought this was, well, it was really entertaining, first of all. It's very, like, contemporary chick lit. But mm-hmm. also, I thought that it was, there's going to be a good conversation. Agreed. So on my side, I'm reading The Flat Share by Beth O'Leary that I talked about in last week's episode. So this is the book that was recommended to me as better than... Um, happy. What is it called? Um, matchmaking for beginners. Matchmaking for beginners. I was gonna say happiness for beginners, which I think is another book. Um. So anyway, I started it. I put it on my Instagram story the night I started reading it. I got flooded with DMs of people saying that they were obsessed with this book, that they agreed that it was better than matchmaking for beginners. Like high bar. I'm only. I'm probably like sixty pages in. It's very cute. It's very charming. I'm excited to finish it. I had to take a break because I'm also rereading How Could She? But I'm excited for this one. I, the premise is basically that this, it's so it's British chiclet. And the premise is that this girl goes through a breakup and has no money and needs to find somewhere to live. So she moves into this house where she's sharing a bedroom. She's sharing like a bed with this guy who is a night nurse. And so they never... They've never met each other. They never see each other, but they're sharing a house and like they're also sharing a bed and they're communicating through like notes. Interesting. That sounds kind of cute. I'm excited. Yeah. Especially after all the hype that I've heard from people. I know. Hitha's endorsement was like. Yeah, but then like so many other people jumped on board to agree. I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah. So that's what we've got for you today. I think we're going to put up some, like, polls or some, like, a conversation thread in the Facebook group. Like, I want to know whose side people are on. I'm ready to be ripped apart. It's fine. No, no, no. I just, like, I want to know where people land on on certain issues. Yes. So definitely join us in the Facebook group. Just search Bad on Paper on Facebook. Also make sure to follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. Um, We also have tickets to our live shows in D.C., Philly, Atlanta, New York, and Dallas at badonpaperpodcast.com backslash live. Yes. 
So come hang. Come hang. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.